You wave at me. You wave at me. Time to say hello. Hello. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the show. show. Oh, welcome, 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 welcome. Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to your YRM News as well. I'm your anchor. Just Thor thinking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, today's top story. A man was swallowed by a whale, but survived the encounter oh by... Oh, gosh, how? Well, he survived the encounter by running all the way to the end until he was pooped out. One of these days, Michael, I swear. <laughs> um, well, on to the actual topic now. Welcome to 2020. Right. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Decade. Yes. Welcome to the year of 2020 vision, <sighs> of which I don't have. That is like, it's so last year, that joke was so last decade. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And talking of last decade. Oh, yes. Things, things have, have changed. changed. Yep. Everything from technology to fashion, media to the geopolitical face of the entire human race. You know, no biggie. Okay. Uh, I meant kind of like, you know, the idea of the whole world changing. It's, it's a little too much for me to get my head around. But I can deal with the personal. You know, the micro, not the macro. Mm -hmm. The small, not the big. Okay. The teeny weeny toty compared to the... Big, massive, humongoloidus. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. what's it all about? What's changed for you, Taylor? For example, ah. has your... And we're going to get all Christian on you here, boys and girls. Oh. Has your theology grown? Ah, okay. And if so, how has that affected the practice of your faith? Mm. Well, if we're talking about in the last decade, I can definitely say that my theology has grown because a decade ago, I wasn't even a Christian. Ten years. Yeah. Okay, it's like, that's, yeah, that is a lot of change. You're going to yeah. expand on that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, I can do that. Okay. So 10 years ago, roughly, because uh, I'm reaching way back in my memory banks, I was... I'd say 10 years ago? Yeah, about 10 years about ago. 10 years. Okay. Yeah, but, you know, it seems like longer, and yet it also seems just like yesterday. Yeah, memories are like dog years, you know, they just multiply. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially around here. But, yeah, so I'm living <laughs> with my brother, and I'm helping him uh, take care of his kids, and we're both working jobs to help support each other. And so my brother was a youth pastor for a long time. Okay. And I was not a Christian, as I've mentioned. Um, in fact, at one point, I was going in the exact opposite of being a Christian, almost as far as you could be. Oh. Like some of the rules that my brother brought uh, when I first moved in, he's like, okay, one, you're not going to practice witchcraft. Two, you're not going to do drugs. And Perfectly I'm like, okay, reasonable. right? Yeah. Your house, yeah. your rules. I get it. I'll follow. I won't do it. I won't be a little bit happy about it, but I won't do it. But also, like, even as I wasn't following the Lord, he was still getting ready to encounter me. Hmm. So, like, my brother, he comes he has to a me. Habit of that, he, he does. Yeah. He really does. Even Something if... to do with loving us and being faithful. I know. Funny. I know that. it's radical, but carry on. Yeah. On. So he comes to me and he's like, okay, so the Lord has been talking to me. I'm like, okay, right, sure. And he's like, okay, so you got people in your life that you haven't forgiven. I'm like, uh huh. And he's like, um,. Jesus really wants you to forgive those people. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. If he's real, he can make me then. So <laughs> wow. never, never, never say that if you don't expect it to happen because mm -hmm. it does happen. And within like two weeks, the exact people that I had held unforgiveness for yeah. came to me and asked for my forgiveness. And it was like, as oh. the Lord was dealing with me, I'm like, okay, so maybe you are real. And I was like, I heard in the back of my head in these two instances, he's like, here's your chance. I'm like, mm. Because the Lord will bring you to a point of making a decision, but he mm. will never make the decision for you Yeah. because he is loving and because he is good that way. He'll but, bring about the circumstances for you. Yes. Okay. 
And I knew for me, I was at that choice and I was at that point of like, I could decide to have forgiveness Mm -hmm. or I could continue holding on to this anger and this rejection and this, yeah, this unforgiveness. And so within these two weeks, I had forgiven these two individuals. And then my brother invited me to a prayer meeting to just kind of like to watch over the kids, Mm -hmm. like while they were running around and while everyone else is praying. Um, So I went that night and it was close to Christmas. Yeah, it was close to Christmas. And uh, so I'm in the living room while these people are having their prayer meeting. And I've been kind of going back and forth in my head. I'm like, okay, God seems to be real because I don't see how this could have happened in this short of time with the things that have been brought around in these circumstances. I'm like, "Mm, okay. And there was this, there's this lovely young lady who down the road became my brother's um, second wife. Oh, Um, wow. Very lovely lady. Love her to death. She's currently my sister-in-law. Currently, as in like, there's no plans for a future. She is my sister-in-law. There we go. (laughs) Anywho. So I see her on the ground travailing. Because she's also, yeah, okay. travail. It's a, it's on, a very fancy me. word. It's a fancy word, yeah, but what does it mean? Uh, so basically, she was crying her eyes out into the carpet because okay. she was praying through something at that point that's okay. a really rough patch for her. And kind of like we all were in rough patches at that point in life. It okay. was just kind of the season we were in. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't know, but for some reason, I feel like I'm supposed to go and put my hand on her shoulder. I guess I'll do that. What could happen? And she pops up the second I do, and she's like, I'm supposed to pray for you right now. Can I do that? I'm like, uh, okay. And so essentially, she and my brother both start praying for me. And the next thing I know, it was my first physical encounter with the Holy Spirit. It basically knocked me down to the floor. It was like nothing I'd ever experienced before. Mm. Like I said, I just mentioned no longer allowed to practice witchcraft, no longer allowed to do drugs. This couldn't, those things couldn't even hold a candle to what I was feeling. Mm. And it was, it was just, it was absolutely God, 100%. And Mm. so my brother, at one point he leans down, he's like, Taylor, um, would you like to actually make Jesus the Lord of your life? I'm like, yes, please. (laughs) I would. Yes. Thank you. Were you travailing at this point by any chance? No, at this point I was just trying to be able to sit up. Wow. And it was like the second that I prayed the prayer and really put my heart into it and be like, okay, this it's you. It's nothing else but you, Lord. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I could find anything like this anywhere else. And I don't want to mm-hmm. look for anything like this anywhere else. You've brought me to forgiveness that mm-hmm. I never thought I would get a chance to um, before you even like came to me. Mm-hmm. And you gave me like a chance to find healing even before you like wanted to bring me into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, it was a show of his love to me that brought me to that point of like, yes, I do want you to be Lord of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I prayed the prayer and then immediately like it lifted and I was like, <sighs> and I felt like a completely new creation, kind of like how it talks yeah. about. Yeah. Um, so that was 10 years ago. And yeah. then, I mean, fast forward a little bit and then I get involved with YWAM and I think, oh, it's just going to be a temporary thing just until I figure out what I'm going to do with my life. Fast forward seven years, and here we are in this studio <laughs> recording this podcast. Yeah, I think you've left a few things out in between. Oh, I could just be wrong, a few. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we well, don't that's... have enough time on a podcast for me to like share that. <laughs> yeah, we we could kind of saturate the digital waves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that is some story there. I mean, yeah. Wow. So that's been my ten years. But um, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. 
Yeah, there's an obviously there's obviously there's an, a huge amount of change there, isn't there? Because you went from as in your own words, witchcraft and a drug taking background mm-hmm. to having an encounter with some a divine god who mm-hmm. loved you and yeah. loved you unconditionally. Yeah, I mean that's some that's a massive kind of kickstart to your well to your spiritual journey to your growth to my real life. Yeah. essentially, yeah, absolutely. I can't say that every day of it has been sunshine and rainbows, but I do know that every day of it has been worth it. Hmm. So, yeah. I could kind of dip back that far, but I don't know. It feels like 827 years ago. <laughs> I'm thinking maybe something a little more recent. So yeah, I was okay. Gonna, yes. I was going to talk something that the Lord's been doing in my life recently, which is around the whole theme of um, judgment. He's kind of taken me by surprise hmm. with that one. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize just how judgmental I had become. Hmm. Uh, not so much that I'm right and you're wrong, but kind of having a very clear black and white. Okay. Not really understanding what grace meant in between. So kind of like a Turner burn theology? Not maybe as extreme as that, but, you know, like Romans talks about, what is it? I'll probably get this wrong as I'm recording it, but in Romans 3.23, I think. Somewhere in the New Testament. Yeah, we could always somewhere glaze somewhere over that there, way. It says... Um, it says that we've all fallen short of the glory mm-hmm. of God. And I don't think I understood that. You know, mm. for me, it was, it was, um, you either get it right or you get it wrong. There's no gray. Mm. And I don't, I, don't, I don't think I understood grace. And if you don't understand grace, at least it's my experience in not understanding grace, then you tend to be very judgmental towards, towards yourself. Yeah. Because I was really hard on myself. Gosh, and yeah. that led to a whole batch of depression, which I've been lifted from, thank goodness praise the lord but also it means you're judging other people yeah based Um, on standards that you couldn't even meet for yourself yep it's an Mm. impossible trap you know Mm -hmm. i'm sure some wonderfully gifted theologians out there would be able to kind of put a little uh more paragraph in there that would just kind of tie it all up but for me practically the way it affected me is that i've got a soft heart full of grace for other people and i've got a lot more leeway in my life for people who are making mistakes because i've learned that God has got a lot for me hmm. and I've made plenty. So could you maybe give me like a story or an example of that then? Um, I can try and weave something in from a story from oh, the past. It's right. not a made up story, it's a true story. Right. So uh, yeah. a long time ago, long before I joined YWAM, um, mm-hmm. I used to work as a care nurse, care assistant mm-hmm. uh, in a retirement home, a nursing home. And I loved it. I absolutely loved the job working with the old years. Um, there was a great majority of them. They they weren't there simply because they were um, old, but because they need nursing help. Right. Okay. So some of them were there had physical issues, and some of them had um, mental issues, such okay. as Alzheimer's and dementia and things like that. Yeah. So in need of full care. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Full time care. Yeah. So the, uh, you're not really supposed to have favourites, of course, but um, you do. Yeah. You, you end up having. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually. Before I kind of weave the story in, maybe it's a good. I need to. I need to find out something before I do that. Okay. I'm going to ask you a question, and maybe even the question for the listener at home. Oh so, boy, audience participation. This is going to sound a little bit offbeat, but what is your favorite sweetie, candy, chocolate, whatever? A Twix. A Twix. Oh, that's yeah. a very British thing. I'm, I'm impressed. Okay, so I had no idea. It, well, maybe it isn't. I don't know, but it's what we have over here. I'm familiar with it at least. Okay. So describe to the listener who may not know what a Twix is, what it looks like. Uh, essentially, the wrapper. Okay, the wrapper. Just the wrapper. Just the wrapper. Okay. 
It's golden. Golden. Like a perfect summer sunset. Oh, yes. some poetry in there, people. And then you picture this beautiful red ribbon of text mm-hmm. spelling across the packaging. Acne. No, not acne. Oh, Twix. Sorry, yeah. yes. T-W-I-X. And then enfolding that red ribbon, there is a silver outline, oh. as there is in life. You really do know the... the I love this it. candy bar. <laughs> wow. I'd like to say that we practice this, people, but this is the first take, and she's actually saying all this stuff. <laughs> Wow. Okay. So you, you, re- you get to know you get to know people. Yeah, that's you get true. To know their hearts. That's true. Okay. And yours is twig shaped, apparently. Yes. <laughs> right. So mine, I, I would say, oh, I've got several, but I'll pick one. Mm-hmm. Bourneville chocolate Bourneville. comes on a slab. <laughs> it's dark red. It has kind of gold uh, lettering on it, saying dark chocolate, dark plain chocolate. Oh. Love the stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, dear listener, just for the purposes of this story, I'd like you to. Listen. Keep in mind, what is your favorite chocolate, candy, sweetie, whatever you'd like to call it? Like a picture. Think of the wrapper. Like a picture. that in your mind. mind. Okay. You can even smell the chocolate or the sweetie if you want, if you can do that. If you can imagine yourself chewing <laughs> even what it's... Mmm, yum. I don't know why okay. it's that crunchy, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so here we go on. Now, there is a point to this, people, so bear with me. I'm going back to my story now. Okay. I'm going to make up a name because clearly, just on the off chance that somebody's listening to this and might understand the reference, and I don't want to give that. So we'll call her Abby. Abby. Yeah, lovely woman. And you knew that Abby um, was um, uh, in the zone, shall we say, because she mm-hmm. had dementia. Okay. And she'd sort of slip in and out of reality um, because she wore this wig mm-hmm. and she would just tip it slightly and. Uh, wear it uh, like a sort of a jaunty angle on her head. Oh, okay. Like a hat. So okay. you knew when she was kind of... And she'd sort of hum and whistle away to herself. Lovely lady. <laughs> oh, Abigail. Unfortunately, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but unfortunately she had bowel cancer as well. Oh, and okay. she had problems Lesser. defecating. And it was, you know, it was really quite sad. Oh. Now, she would become aware, uh, I suppose you would call it again. Uh-huh. Um, every now and again, she would slip back into normal kind of mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she would be aware that she'd have problems with her bowels, with her defecating. Okay. So what she would do is she would try and hide them. Now, no. what, now what would happen would be that oh, um, no. uh, her, can we call them number twos? I don't know how else to put this Sounds politely. Sounds fine. Uh, they would come out like little balls, like sort of like little sheep balls or rabbit balls, that sort of thing. Oh, wow. And she would try and hide them. Oh, no. Because she, clearly she was embarrassed. No, she, right. Because as I explained... She came into her kind of right thinking, for want mm-hmm. of a way of saying it. So she would look around and um, she would hide them in different places, plant pots and behind things like that. But also she would hide them in this big box that she had of Quality Street. No. Now, listener, Quality uh. Street, as you may have cottoned on already, oh, no. is a big box of candy or a box of chocolate. Specifically chocolate. With all different flavours, all different wrappers, all in there, like at there. And... Oh. Uh, so there'd be. She would take some out. She'd take the chocolate out. Do whatever she did with the chocolate don't, or the candy or the toffee. Don't ruin the Twix for me, please. And uh, and she would, <laughs> she would take her number two, her, and she would. <laughs> you wrap make it, it sound like a candy bar. That's I not know. fair. And she wrapped it up, and she would put it back in the box. No. She would put it back in the box. No, Abigail. No. So, Abby, she. Oh, bless her heart. She. She, then she would kind of obviously she'd just become unaware again because she'd slip back into her dementia. We, of course, were 
wise to this. Oh, good. We are staff, that is to say. But And she would have regular visitors, and we obviously had primed her family, with the children especially, don't take sweeties <laughs> don't take from sweeties. Auntie Abby. <laughs> Every now and again, somebody new would come in. No, Somebody no. new with children. No! And I'm looking after one of the other residents, whose name shall be nameless, because I can't <laughs> make one up quickly enough on the spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go past, and I, I pop my head out, and I go, oh, hi, who are you visiting? And they say, oh, we're here for Abby. I say, oh, that's great, yeah, she's just out there on the left. And, and then the horror hits me. Oh, no. They're new people. Oh, no. They're going to visit Auntie Abby. And her box And of her box street. of chocolate treats. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, I dashed out. I'm, I, I really shouldn't have left this fellow alone, but I had to. I, There's this grace. Poor guy, this is this all I'm, about I'm, grace. I'm really caught in between. What do I do? Do I do this? Do I do that? I dash off. I run into the room. And, oh, no. and, and Abby is literally just handing out no! this box of Quality Street to the kids as... As they come in, I'm and I'm seeing like, this like slow motion. The box. There's oh, chocolates I'm... everywhere. People are going, "Wow, what are you doing?" The mum and dad are freaking out. The children are screaming. <laughs> it all settled down. Okay. I explained it to the mum and dad later. They were fine with it. Don't <laughs> worry, dear listener. Nobody ate something horrible. Nobody ate a number two. Nobody, <laughs> nobody ate um, something horrible. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> But the story, the story is that, I mean, that's a, a true life story, but the, the kind of the analogy is on this. You know, we look at stuff mm-hmm. and it's our favorite thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's shiny. Mm-hmm. It's attractive. We want it. And there are things in our lives that we think, yeah, you know, I, they're tempting. They're mm-hmm. temptations. And we really want them. Because let's be honest with ourselves. If they weren't shiny and attractive, they wouldn't be tempting. And right. we wouldn't be having them. Right. But we tend to sort of think of, we tend to sort of think of sin in this kind of hierarchical way. Mm. You know, like some sin is acceptable. It's like little things, phrases like little white lies. Mm-hmm. That's just garbage. It's rubbish. You know, sin is sin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and there's more serious kind of levels than that. I mean, I'm just talking about lies. But mm-hmm. really, at the end of the day, we have the shiny wrapper that is attractive. Mm-hmm. And if we're honest with ourselves, if we were to open up that shiny wrapper mm-hmm. and take the contents oh, of God. that shiny wrapper into our mouth and chew on it, that, my dear friends, <laughs> is like chewing poo. Sin is like chewing and number two. No. And there's a very clear distinction between the two. Uh-huh. You see, we look at things and we resist them, and those, that's temptation. That's one thing. We put it to the side. You know, Scripture encourages us and teaches us to take captive every thought and make it obedient unto Jesus. Coming under that and people judging us for it mm. and us judging ourselves for it, and condemning ourselves and allowing ourselves to be condemned and allowing others to condemn us because we've lived under the temptation and we've been in that lifestyle in the past. Mm, yeah. That's unacceptable, you know, because we're all equal. 
Romans 12, uh, not Romans 12, Romans 3 talks, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. And I'm learning this lesson really in in some tough measures when I look at other people's lives and I think, why are you doing this? Why are you even tempted with this? Mm. And really, the reality is that I have my own areas of shiny wrapper Mm. and I look at them and I want them. Mm -hmm. And I either take them and I have the effects of that in my life it's like eating a number two. Yeah. It's horrible. And it makes a disgusting effect on my life. But even on the temptation side, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Hmm. I'm looking at other people wondering why they're struggling with something, wondering why they're, they're having a hard time of being tempted in certain areas of my life when I think I've got my act together in that yeah. or I've never been affected in that. And that's one, that's one of the practical ways that I've, I've seen judgment, my own judgmental. Hmm. attitude towards other people shift and change when I look at them and I think yeah there but by the grace of God go I yeah so listen up people here's some news we're all just humans surprise and we all have our shiny wrappers and sometimes we fall and we eat the contents and we have to deal with the effect of that on our lives And then other times we beat it and we resist the shiny. But none of us, not one of us, has the right to judge the other Mm. when it comes to resisting the shiny wrappers in our lives. I think that pretty much closes that that, uh, story off, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. Not our usual merry banter. Yeah, no. But, I mean, it's constantly changing. I mean, this podcast, has, believe it or not, it's not a planned thing. Um, it's planned, but it's a, it's a very gung-ho sort of off the shooting yeah. from the hip kind of thing. We plan but the themes. We plan the themes. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, just like we were talking about, like, with the past decade, with, like, how things have changed for us, this podcast is changing constantly. And it probably will continue to. Mm-hmm. So look out for that next, people. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's wrap it up there, shall we? Because I can't think of uh, another way of doing it other than saying, this is the end, people. All right. And you know what happens at the end? We say, bye-bye? Wow. It's like she read the script. What? We have a script? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You wave at me. You wave at me. Time to say bye-bye. Time to say goodbye. Bye-bye.